episode 18 cutscene combos. We've worked this out quite nicely accidentally. That it was nine episodes until our first guest, and now it's been another nine episodes and we've got a second guest on. So I think uh, we've done quite well there. I hadn't even realised that. I mean, when we discussed getting another guest on like three weeks ago, I said, oh, that'll line up quite nicely, but Tori never listens to me, so it's fine. Yeah, but oh, you... Shots. I, it's not that I don't listen, it's that my brain doesn't retain information. It goes in one ear and comes out the other because yeah. there's nothing in between. Yeah. Fair. But yeah, it worked out quite nicely. Um, we'll see if we can accidentally stumble into that again. Um, so, as normal, like we do like a character profile, but we won't be doing that this week. Um, so we've got Josh joining us. Josh, wave. Hello, hello. <laughs> there we go. His voice is on camera now. He has, he has <laughs> to stay. Um, so, how, how's your week been, Josh? Uh, busy. Yeah. Work's been busy. Valorant's been busy. Gaming with the boys. Just same old, really. Staying up till the AM. Oh, mate, last night I was so tired today. When I was laying in bed and I saw their messages come through on Discord on my phone, I was like, <laughs> I saw you said in the corner, I'm like, what are these? I was going to go off and then the night market on Valorant lured me in and yoga. And, and it was, Yeah, Luke wanted to see my spreadsheets and all sorts. That- that screenshot of Hori on his bed doing yoga cracked me up because he looks fucking terrified. Like you... he's just realised his camera's still on. He's like, what? You missed Josh trying to do one of the things and it failing miserably. I got, I'm not flexible, mate. My legs can barely move. Blame well, Luke. Luke started help you out with that. Yeah, true. <laughs> How's your week been, Hori? Um, mine's been very chilled, to be honest. Um, yeah. There's another new project for KSP that I can't speak I on. Oh, yeah. There's like, I think I've got three main projects now going on with them. But it's like nice. quiet on the esports front. Like, there's only Gears has started, Gears is on its last split. But other than that, you've got like one of the best Gears teams as well, don't you? You guys yeah. are winning. They won. Two majors back to back. They lost yeah. the last one. I've but this is the la- I think I don't actually know the details on it, but I think this is the last split ever. Oh, okay. Ever, well, ever. <laughs> with this gears, at least, um, because is it coalition? Are they the ones that are behind gear? I forget Maybe. what the studio is called. But the whoever the organizers are had said like this is the last one that they're like. Is that because of like reformatting how the game like the I, it's, well this gears has been out for ages now and I think it's Are they not on Gears Five? Yeah, gears but Gears Five. Yeah, but Gears Five's been going because I'm pretty sure when I used to watch Optic play like, Gears, that was Gears Five. Yeah, sure. Gears Optic Gears. Oh, that was 2019. Jesus. Yeah, and so I don't know if there's like another Gears coming soon, but or if they've no... just gone fuck this until they give us a new game. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Um... But our lads are still going, so. Okay. Well, How's yeah. your week been, Connor? Um, it's actually been pretty chill. Um, just getting on top of the kind of standard work that I have. Um, and then it's ramping up again next week. Um, but no, it's, it's not been too bad. It's been pretty chill. I've not been having fights with customer service departments, <laughs> which is nice. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been pretty good. Um. And we've had a pretty, like, interesting week. 
Um, because of the like last week when I did like the initial what we're going to talk about, I was like, this looks a little thin. Um, but as the week's gone on, it's uh kind of filled itself out quite nicely. I feel like that's always the case. We're like, oh, there's yeah, nothing in the world of Marvel or DC, and then Monday yeah. comes around and. Oh, here's a new trailer for something. Horry stays nice and chill because he knows I have the anxiety for both of us when it comes to talk about. I know that we can waffle on for an hour. Even if there's nothing. So I think, so people know who this fine gentleman is, just have a little bit of chat about how we all know each other. How do we know each other? Who's going for it? Um, So, I mean... I'd argue we don't really know each other. (laughs) Yeah. We've never met. Technically, we try and meet up. Josh is like, "Oh no, I can't." I'm my my cat's best friend, cat's <laughs> child. Lost. I don't know baby. who's worse, Josh or Cam. There's only been two occasions where <laughs> we're supposed to meet up. I haven't nibbled. Easy nibble. Um. So, as with Luke, for those of you who like, we say this every week, like we do actually have someone who consistently listens. I'm not sure we do. Anyway. When we had Luke on before, we explained that we all met through the London Discord and there was a little bit of a group of us that met. And we have added to that group, very selectively, but we have. (laughs) And as part of that expansion, someone thought... (laughs) I've made the game. Our our group expanded quicker than the CDL did. I'll give a shout out to Cam (laughs) Allen for getting me included in the group. Um, (laughs) Some bright spark thought it'd be a good idea to invite Josh in. Um, I think it was a great decision. Yeah, no, it was. We could have done a lot worse. <laughs> oh, cheers! Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was only up from you, Connor. So. Yeah, honestly, this if, if we're letting people like me in, the whole fucking Discord server should just be involved, invited. But anyway, um, so yeah, it just kind of a lot of it was over lockdown, where mm. we were all stuck in our own bedrooms and talking to each other all day, every day. Anyway. Like um, we do now, then. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say nothing's changed for me. <laughs> yeah. no, but, no, no, but we don't have a choice about it now. Oh, sorry, we do have a choice about it now. We didn't have a choice back then, which made yeah, it a lot easier. Um, so lots of video games. Josh likes to hard cost me and Hori and Valorant when we're playing amazing. Whoa, 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 uh, there is no evidence to dispute that. Um, and that's that's about it, really. I mean, when we kind of first started discussing like the Marvel stuff in the server with everyone. I feel like the majority of it was me, Hori, and yourself. And Luke. Yeah, I believe so. Um, and Luke, definitely a, Luke. Yeah, with occasional bits coming in from people who'd seen a fair bit but weren't fucking losers about it, like myself. Um, <laughs> so, like, it, it kind of makes sense for you Self to be burns. like... Yeah, of course. Um, so it kind of makes sense for you to be, like, our second guest on. Um, but I don't second, think first really the worst, second the best. <laughs> Sorry, Luke. I don't make the rules, mate. Fine. Um, but I think that about covers it. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure over the course of the episode, people realise that Josh and Hori are essentially married. <laughs> oh, no comment. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't want to get him in oh, trouble she... with his missus. <laughs> if she doesn't know yet, we have bigger concerns. She doesn't. I'm just Ooh. waiting for the day that She's round yours, and you get on to play games, and she's like, "Who the fuck are you talking to like that? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you down so bad say, for?" Or you say something mega sus in a in his chat when she's watching, like, "Who the fuck is that?" Um, but yeah. So I mean, so Luke 
got surprised by these questions because he knows how to have fun. But <laughs> but like myself, Josh is a massive fucking nerd who hyper fixates and stuff. So yep. he had to know the questions beforehand. I just wanted a bit of preparation. Nothing crazy. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm giving you shit. I'd be the exact same. I hate not having information. More organised. Um, <laughs> Hori, Hori goes with the flow. I hyper organised. We balance each other out. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so, who's your favourite superhero, Josh? Captain America. Captain always America. has been. Probably always will be, to be honest. Obviously, everyone loves Spider-Man, but... My, ever since I watched the first Captain America film, I just fell in love. I've always had a weird thing with shields. Um, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. <laughs> you might think of the scene. Legolas throws his shield exactly. down the stairs, stands on it, and he's shooting arrows. And ever since then, when I saw that was young, I've just had like a fixation with shields. And the fact that he uses his as a frisbee, it's very hard to break. I, that was it. That was, I was sold, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I was sold. This guy just throws a shield. That's so I have, cool. I have a follow-up Literally, question. that was it. Go have you it. attempted to recreate what Legolas did with like a tray or something? I feel like I probably have back in the day. I can't. Re- I, if not, I'm going to. You best <laughs> know that. I've just, I've just got this image of like five year old Josh like grabbing the <laughs> fucking tra- uh, baking tray and just like throwing it on the floor and jumping on it. If I come on Discord in a couple of days with a leg injury, bro- you know why. <laughs> or, or a broken collarbone or something. Yeah, literally. Don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. Um. And I guess a, a, a kind of semi-follow-up to that is, like, what was your first real introduction to superheroes that right. you remember? You're going to have to take the word superhero here. So, basically, when I was really young, I was obsessed with Power Rangers, right? And they're okay. technically superheroes. No, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. I fully, I fully allow that. I fully allow I've that. got pictures somewhere. Uh, for Christmas, I got a red Mighty Morphin Power Rangers outfit, and <laughs> yes, I wore no. it all the time. Um and then around that time as well, I had Spider-Man outfits. I had the big... Do you remember the big Hulk gloves that you could smash together? They were yes, like, of course. Yeah. I had Come them. So, so I was always like quite young when I sort of got into it. Not necessarily the films, just the characters themselves kind of thing. But Power Rangers is what kicked it all off. Big shout out to Power Rangers. I, I feel like, and I mean, Hori might remember, Hori might not. I feel like I've given like four different versions of my first introduction to you. <laughs> because I've got a horrific memory of when I was really You young. always start to remember stuff, don't you? Yeah. yeah. So like I'll sit there and I'll be like, I think it was this. But then like a couple of days later, I'll see something. I'll be like, oh shit, that happened well before that. Yeah. Um, so it's always interesting to see what people's first real memories are. Okay. What are your favourite Marvel slash MCU films? And what is your favourite DC film? Right. MCU film, I feel like both of you should know the answer to this too. I feel like I've definitely told you before. Do you know what it is? I wasn't ready for a test. Um... <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I'm feeling pressure. You only get one guess each. Okay, how we go first? <laughs> I'm going to base this I think. Just off based your favourite hero. <laughs> I'm going to go with Civil War. Okay. Civil War. Yeah. Um, I was going to go the best of the Captain America trilogy, Winter Soldier. Right, so you're both wrong. It's Endgame. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's Endgame. That, I'm not even I, sure that's top five MCU. I, I know it's the, it's the basic bitch answer, but I've never felt like that in the cinema. But watching any other film, I don't think. I, I, I will give you Endgame is definitely the most emotive film, but I think Infinity War as a film is just better than Endgame. The way I judged it is how it made me feel in the cinema. 
and I loved Infinity War, but just so many scenes in Endgame, I had goosebumps. My emotions were all over the place, and no film has ever made me feel like that apart from Endgame. It is the highest ranked movie on my spreadsheet, and second place actually leads into DC. If we're counting it, Dark Knight. The yeah, pop... all DC films. Okay, there we go. Dark Knight is the second highest rated film behind Endgame. Have you seen on my the spreadsheet? The new one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have not. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. me too. Your, spread, your spreadsheet's irrelevant then. <laughs> um... what, so you rate the new one over Dark Knight? I think as a fucking loser nerd who does care about comic book accuracy, that the Batman is a better depiction of Batman and that character than the Dark Knight. See, that's fair enough. I'm not a comic guy, so I don't... Yeah. Like, I'm a... In terms of like superheroes, I'm sort of a very it's a fucking masterpiece. Movie person. But now Dark Knight is just the best of the best when it comes to DC. But saying that, the rest of DC, either I I'm not really too into it or they're all shit, unfortunately. Um they they do struggle. But like I feel like I've said this before on here. Other than like maybe one or two MCU films, I don't think many MCU films are in my top five comic book films. Okay. I've got like uh James Gunn's Suicide Squad, The Batman, The Dark Knight, and then I mean it'd probably be updated more recently, but you might have a Spider Man Spider Man No Way Home in there. And then and then it's pretty like I mean, depends how I feel what the fifth spot can be. So although Marvel consistently like are above average with their superhero films, I feel like very rarely do they like do something game changing. That is controversial. <laughs> but you, you like you said you're a super nerd, pleased. So. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, for so. me to have a top five is hard. Pleased. That that's a, that does you a disservice. You're not an absolute asshole over details like me. Yeah. No, I'm easily pleased. Um. What? What? Okay. So now we're on the flip side. You're going to be a negative Nelly now. <laughs> What's your least favorite Marvel or MCU film, and what is your least favorite DC film? DC, all of them apart from the Christopher <laughs> Nolan trilogy, is that is that allowed really? as an answer? I, I'm just like you can't, Superman you can't films. Go one of them in particular. Infinitely worse. I mean, I'm trying to think what there is. Man versus Steel is that one? That Man is of one. Steel. Man, Man of Steel. Man versus Steel. Man versus Steel. We that's, that's, one one the that's how you know the film is awful when I don't even know the name that's of it. That's one of the better ones. Oh come off it. You're kidding no, yourself. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's great. It's good, but it's not It's not as bad as, like, Batman versus Superman. See, that's where I got the verses from. <laughs> yeah. I had two Batman, films mixed up. Batman versus Superman, the original Suicide Squad, and... See, whoa, whoa, wait. I've got a controversial one here. Go on. The original Suicide Squad is nowhere... It's not as bad as people make it out to be. Bullshit. I agree. No. no. Bullshit. It's Do not wanna... as... Do you want to know why I'm so defensive about that being a shit film? Go on. It tricked me into thinking it was an okay film in the cinema. <laughs> I then got I then got three steps out of like the actual cinema screen and started doing the thing where I waffle at Jenna about the film. And it literally took me three steps of waffling to realise gaping plot holes that made me infur- furious. And that's that's more frustrating to me than anything else. Yeah, I think you 
look into it a lot more. Me and Hori just watched the film, and be like, yeah, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I was that like, was a good I, film. Yeah, the, the film satisfied me enough that I didn't notice the plot holes. So, yeah, but like, it's not even so much like a comic inaccuracy or anything. It's like at no point do we get told what the big fucking swirling weapon thing does. Yeah, but they're just like, oh, big scary thing. And yeah, like, it was cool yeah. to watch. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause see Will, Will Smith so shoot some guns really accurately. Um. Yeah, but that's what it is. Um, so you'll say all DC films other than Christopher Nolan films are equally shit. Sometimes. Correct. Yeah. Okay. What about Marvel films? This well, like the legacy films. Yeah, you, so this is a very st- stereotypical bad too. For Dark World and Hulk. I'm sorry. That it's, no, that's, that's like, Name it. me another two that are on par or worse than that. Um, Raimi Spider-Man 3 is worse than Incredible Hulk. Okay. And Ooh. I would argue X-Men Last Stand is a pretty fucking bad film. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen them, so I might rewatch them and go, actually, I'd rather watch this over, like, Fall the Dark World. Oh, see, but... no, I, I'd rather watch Paint Dry than watch 4 2 again. I really, really want to say I, 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 I don't I mind 4. Hori, oh, as you said, hello, you're easily pleased. It is horrendous. Come on, bro. I'm not okay, saying it's a, a, like a good, like it's not one of the best ones, but so, I'll watch it if it's on. So, being that you've said you're not like a huge fucking nerd, yep, and the fact that we've got a pretty well-rounded roster of characters, is there any characters that haven't made it onto the big screen that you'd like to see adapted and brought right. to the big screen? So, technically, he's been on the big screen, right? But I, I want some justice here. Okay, right. I want a short mini series of Quicksilver, but not Evan Peters as Aaron Taylor. Uh, uh, I can't even speak. Aaron Taylor Johnson as yeah. Quicksilver, a mini series just about him. Okay. And the reason is for sort of novices like myself who aren't into all the comics and stuff like you are. When watching Age of Ultron, and I saw my mum and dad as well after the film, they were like, "I'm really gutted." That he's like not going to be in anymore because they loved him. Like as just a casual, he is a cool character, and like I feel like a lot of people who aren't heavily, heavily into the films would like they'd enjoy watching something like that. And oh come on, he was a sick character. We can't just bid him off after Age of Ultron. Let's get him so, back for a short mini series. I fully agree. I have a weak spot for speedsters. I fucking love speedsters. It's one of the most interesting versions of characters, in my opinion. The problem with them is power scaling. Because you want to make them fast enough that you're like, oh my god, that's so crazy. But you get to a point where they're so fast that you're like, oh my god, that's so crazy. And then you're like, well, you're so fast, you should be able to fix anything for anyone even <laughs> like manages to do anything bad. Yeah. And it really, as stupid as it sounds, although Quicksilver isn't as dangerous as Wanda, because Wanda still reacts at human speed, she can't really be as unstoppable as a speedster who moves faster than people can think. So I get why they got rid of him, but I would love to see him done some justice. I do agree with you there. Even if it's like a four episode, four mm-hmm. to six episode, just anything, just yeah. growing up. Pre-Ultron. Or, yeah, literally. It, just a sort of behind the scenes of what he's been up to. Like even when he say joins the Avengers, 
was he actually getting up to before Age of Ultron? That'd be kind of cool. Do you want to know something that really shows how fucked up comic books can be? Go on. Okay, so Marvel universes are listed numerically. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So the main comic book Earth is 616. Yeah? Mm -hmm. The other Earth that got used a lot in the comic books, the ultimate universe, is Earth 1610. That is where we got Miles Morales originally. One of the storylines on that ultimate Earth was Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver being in a long-term relationship. (laughs) Fuck's sake. But they were still brother and sister in that universe. Excuse well, me? It's a good <laughs> job that didn't make the big screen. <laughs> and there is a very famous comic book Who'd have done panel. Well in Texas? <laughs> there is a very famous comic book panel of them two having some interesting <laughs> relations out in the bushes and then it like pans away almost and you see Wolverine peering through the bushes what? watching. <laughs> Someone needs to check Josh's search history later. The, the, the ultimate universe had some of the most fucked up shit ever. Um, but it also gave birth to characters like Miles. So it's well, the mini series I've got in my mind, I didn't. It, it won't have any of that in it. I can you that. that was not. Hugh Jackman returns so. as a peeping tom. <laughs> Hugh Jackman in the bushes jacking off, watching Elizabeth Olsen and Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson. Like that. I mean, what I wouldn't I blame him. But that is not what I had in mind. That is not what I had in mind. What have I just heard? Uh, there we go. Just to ruin the characters for everyone a little bit. Oh no. <laughs> so um. Talking of characters <laughs> coming onto screens, that was a mad sentence. <laughs> um, we got what a first happened? look at the uh, She-Hulk uh, TV show. We did, finally. Well, we had a teaser before, though, didn't we? Yeah, we had a very, very short, like, 30-second teaser mm. that didn't really show anything. What are our... I mean, you, Harry, you know what we normally do. What do you think of the vibe? Mummy. <laughs> Valid. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're completely fucking right. Um. So like, She-Hulk is a fucking awesome character, and I was right when I said a couple. It might be weeks or months at this point. I don't know. Back that she broke the fourth wall before Deadpool. I was right. Um. Okay. She she's a fucking awesome character. In the trailer, and like the people talking about the trailer, there's a lot of complaints about the CGI. (laughs) Here is my issue with this. People on the internet, when they talk about CGI, grab one frame, and they're like, look, this is unwatchable. And it's like, yeah, of course it's unwatchable. That's a photo. Um, Also, trailer, CGI trailer, CGI in the trailers is never the finished CGI. Yeah. That CGI will be being worked on up until like a week. Especially now they've seen all these (laughs) comments about it all over Twitter. Like, obviously, I don't know anything about this kind of VFX work, but I assume when they're doing VFX, yes, they do it frame by frame, obviously, but they're looking at the motion of the scene rather than each individual frame, like when they're putting it together. So there are going to be frames that are a little bit wonky, but watching that trailer at full speed, I wasn't going, oh, this looks horrible. So what's the fucking issue? Yeah, and the way VFX is often done is it's done in multiple passes that are like layered on top of each other. So okay. you'll you'll probably find is 
this hasn't got its final passes on it. So and it'll a lot of better. people were like looking back for like Thanos in Endgame. Like, how did we go from this to this? It's like one that was the biggest film Marvel had ever done at the point because it was the culmination of ten years. This is a TV show for a brand new character, <laughs> but also basically all of She-Hulk was done during the pandemic, like the filming of it, which meant they would have been limited in what they could film, which means they have to rely more heavily on CGI hmm. to get what they needed, which is going to give more opportunity for stuff to not look great. And then you've got the people who understand that and they go, oh, we'll just delay it then. It's like, okay, they didn't give us anything for a year and people were saying the MCU was dead and buried. So, like, they've got a strict timeline of the order things happened in. They can't really just delay this and not fuck with everything else at the same time. To be honest, it's probably just a loud minority. Yeah. Like... And I, I, like I said before, the parts of Twitter I'm on is the loud people so i might just be seeing the people who are like do you know what i saw all over my twitter when the the trailer came out it was other people saying sorry mommy sorry mommy yeah that's all my twitter i bet you tweeted that as well did you (laughs) i wish um one one other little complaint i have about fans being dickheads (laughs) loads of people just quote tweeting the trailer going i'm only watching for matt murdoch (laughs) what it's like Tell me you've never felt the touch of a woman without telling me you've never felt the touch of a woman. I'm well looking forward to it. I think She-Hulk is such a cool character. And I think regardless of the character, I mean, this track history, every Marvel show so far has absolutely slapped. So it's not going to be rubbish, is it? Let's be fair. They're going to make it good. People who don't necessarily know the character, they'll introduce it well. I think people just need to stop stressing out. (laughs) We've got Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk, brilliant character. Bruce Banner's clearly in it at least a little bit, which is if fucking not awesome. a decent amount. There are huge rumours we're also going to get an appearance from Hulkling, who is another fucking awesome character. And oh, we're God. getting... Um... Oh, what's the evil Hulk guy? I can't think what his name is. Abomination. Yeah, Abomination. So people have already put it together. Um, the prison cell we see him in mm. is actually seen in Shang-Chi when Wong opens the portal. Yeah. So people are convinced we might see Wong in it as well. Is it everything? I know he loves it. What, phase 4 <laughs> has been dubbed Phase 1 on the internet. I, I rate it. I'm, I, so, I'm so here for it. He's a, I he's a crazy geezer, isn't he? Because obviously Bruce Banner's going to be helping his cousin... To con- she's gonna helping her to control being Hulk mode. I think he is also gonna be sharing that wisdom and understanding he's come to with the Abomination guy, so he has a better control of it. Which is why we then see him in Shang Chi having the little fucking fight off. I also think one thing that's super interesting in the trailer that a lot of people aren't paying any attention to because they're looking at the visuals and not so much what's being said was them talking about <laughs> the um superhero division at her firm Mm. that gives a brilliant opportunity to lead to a lot of interesting stories especially at like a street level crime fighter yeah um so i'm curious to see how that plays out i'm looking forward to them like it feels like it's gonna fill another little gap 
in what's been going on in the storyline. Um, especially with Hulk. And how whatever happened to his arm and how he heals. But that's yeah. a good point actually. Has um, this got a date? What was the date? Um August something. Okay. I wanna say early August. That's not too bad. So June is Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. July is Thor. August is She Hulk. We eating good this summer, boys. Yes, sir. When in June is Miss Marvel? Uh, does that mean it crosses over with Star Wars? Uh, maybe. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Because Star Wars is next week. Because um, Obi Wan got a date. Eighth of June. That probably will be so the first time Star actually? Wars and Marvel crosses over. I think. What's that? A Wednesday? Eighth of June. Probably. My Wednesday is going to be Star Wars and Marvel. Yeah, that's a big dub. Because Obi-Wan starts next week, I'm pretty sure. Next week? Yeah, 27th. Okay. So, Ms. Marvel is the 8th of June, Thor is the 8th of July, and She-Hulk is the 17th of August. Decent. You love to see it. So much content. I can't wait. Makes this easier. <laughs> Gives you something to talk about. You you don't have to stress anymore, Con. Let, let, less less Con time and me just refreshing Twitter constantly, guys. <laughs> Someone just say something. <laughs> I don't care if it's fake news. <laughs> <laughs> just made it up. I saw one tweet. It is now officially a rumor. It's fine. <laughs> you take it. Um. So last week when we were doing our breakdown of Multiverse of Madness, um, I obviously said we were gonna talk about incursions and nexus beings this week because i felt like i was slightly underprepared because they're going to be very important and i know there's a lot of information um i'm glad i did for incursions nexus beings we probably could have got away with talking about last week um okay. so we're going to talk about them i also thought it'd be quite interesting to see what josh as a normie thinks normie <laughs> i mean i also okay. have no clue what incursions really are yeah but... i know but... oh i see i I kind of don't really know what a Nexus being is, but I sort of know what an incursion is. I'm the other way around. Okay, so this is this is the best analogy I can think of to explain what an incursion is. So if you imagine the multiverse as a bubble okay. with all of the other universes inside it, certain things in any one of them universes can cause the bubble to shrink slightly. So in the comics, on a particular universe, a hero died younger than he should have for no apparent reason, which threw off the balance of everything and caused the bubble that is the multiverse to shrink a little. When that happens, universes can collide. That okay. then triggers an incursion. So basically, for some unknown reason, and it's unknown in a in-world logic sense to us it's for convenience um incursions always evolve revolve around the two earths in their universe that's the incursion point um and basically what happens is they collide the incursion starts and then for about eight hours there is a space that is about blocks, New York blocks. I don't know how big that is in real people talk. Um, I thought it was like Minecraft blocks. That's not very big. 
um, where you can like see the incursion, see the other universe coming in. Everything outside that seems normal, but in that in that area, you can walk between the two universes. So it's trippy. So you get eight hours of that, and what normally happens is the heroes from both universes are like, "Ooh, something's going wrong. Let's go find out what's happening." Um, Mister Fantastic's normally involved because he's smart. Um, and at the end of them eight hours, if something isn't done, both universes are destroyed. Decent. The only so according to the comics, there's like eight ways to do it, like to stop the incursion. But there only really seems to be one way because the other seven are like mysterious ways. <laughs> um, so the easiest way to stop the incursion is by destroying one of the Earth. <laughs> Extreme. It just sounds like it's all going to be carnage, isn't it? <laughs> so basically, if you destroy one of the two Earths, both of the universes will survive and one of the Earths will survive. Okay. Which, as long as you can get everyone off the planet safely in eight yeah. hours... Isn't too big an issue. Um, and it saves obviously hundreds of billions, if not trillions, of lives across the two universes. Um, and we have had incursions in the comics, the most notable being between the 616 universe and the Ultimate universe. And as a result of that incursion, it didn't exactly go smoothly. Um, both universes got destroyed. <laughs> but the two right. Reed Richards managed to build a spaceship or a multiversal spaceship to basically get all the characters they wanted to protect to safety. It's a select few then. Yeah, yeah. These ships then ended up on Battleworld, which was a realm of existence created by the shards of the two destroyed universes that okay. were ruled over by Doctor Doom. After the writers had their fun with that, nothing really of note happened as far as I know. Um, one of the Reed Richards basically got mega powerful, like God-level powerful, and created a brand new universe to replace the 616, and then all the heroes were put there that had made it to Battleworld, which is how Miles Morales went from 1610 to 616. Um, basically it was their way of cleaning up shop a little bit because they had two universes they were using a lot and they were like fuck this one we just want to focus on one let's keep all the cool people (laughs) the way I see incursion working in the MCU isn't massively different what I think they do is I think they use it as a way to get some easy cameos for crowd cheers Um, and then they can recast the people that are too old or don't want to do the job anymore and they can have the character but with a new face. And then people like Ryan Reynolds, who they want to keep as Deadpool, they just go, okay, he was safe. He keeps his face. Um, it, the, the problem is we're getting to the point in the MCU where they're having to do the storytelling gymnastics that comic book readers are used to. So we're all just like, oh, okay, cool. It's just going to be random shit. We'll just deal with it. Whereas film fans are like, this makes no sense. Um, we'll get there. See, I'll be fine watching it then. You'll just be fuming, absolutely. No, I, 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 I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. That person is actually from this world. That's the wrong number. 
I'll come out to the cinema like that was unreal. Nine out of ten on my spreadsheet, and Con's got his notepad out, write down every plot hole, character failure. I'm, I'm, I'm still annoyed they called the main Marvel MCU universe six one six. It's fucking unnecessary. Anyway, what are you gonna do um, if they double down on that? They they have to. They have to. I I will be more pissed off at this point if they give us some bullshit excuse as to why. 838 Christine for Aura for 616. I'm going to be more pissed off if they just cop out. <laughs> um, uh, writing to Kevin to tell him to cop out. Yeah, quick DM. <laughs> Any questions about incursions? No, I just know it as two or more universes colliding. That is, <laughs> you well, we went saw, into we much more in detail than me. <laughs> multiverse of Madness, like what it looks like when it happens. Yeah. So I think it's going to be fun. Well, on VFX side of things in the future, there's going to be some crazy. Oh, that look great. I mean, if you believe certain parts of the internet, Marvel doesn't know how to do VFX. That's <laughs> shit. Yeah, the CGI on, on all the incursions are going to be awful. <laughs> Did you see that one pixel that was the wrong shade of blue? <laughs> At this one frame, you can see they messed up the mask as they blended <laughs> the two worlds. People um, will get fuming about that. You yeah. will see that on Twitter, and it'll be Connor as well. <laughs> no, I, as a general rule, I'm actually pretty easy going with VFX. Easy if I if I if I can watch the scene and not go, all oh, this looks wrong, I'm I'm fine. If there's one frame that's shit it's... and I don't notice it, cool. It's only a problem if it's noticeable for me while I'm my my issue with it. VFX is because I know how a lot of VFX are done. If it's too obvious, it can sometimes pull me out. Yeah, that's why me and Hori are the reverse. That's why he cares too much nine years ago. Um, okay, cool. Nexus beings, in my opinion, are a fuck ton simpler. Okay. Go on. So Nexus beings are typically one of one. In the sense of they exist in the universe they're born in and they don't have copies in other universes. Does that make me a Nexus being? No, because you're a basic bitch. <laughs> oh. I'm a basic Nexus being. I'll take it, um, mate. I'll take it as a flex. And they tend to personify their universe through their abilities. Um, So they're just like a microcosm, I guess, of their universe. Um, But what is consistent is, one way or another, their powers allow them to greatly alter the timeline of their universe through probability shifting powers. Okay. You so, said it was going to be simple, bro. Yeah, a lot, lot of big words. <laughs> We're all intelligent people here. <laughs> um, so, America, Chavez, is a mm. nexus being. That's why there's only one of her. Yeah. Um, and obviously, as we can tell, she alters the timeline just by her fucking presence. She can be anywhere. It, that's going to fuck with timelines. Um, in the comics, Wanda was 616's Nexus Beam. That's, what I, that's the only thing I knew about Nexus Beings, was yeah. that Wanda was uh, So, they, bearing in mind that Nexus Beings are supposed to be one of one, I'm not really sure how we had that whole her in a different universe taking over the body thing. They might be doing Nexus being slightly differently, or they might have decided Wanda isn't a Nexus being. Oh, the only other... Th- yeah, 
this was my next point. Well done, Harry. The wonder that we saw in the 838 universe was taking a physical beating and was cut and bloody. Our wonder, while getting the shit kicked out of her, didn't get any bloody at all. So it might be a case of the Scarlet Witch is actually the next we're seeing. And in our MCU universe, Wanda is also the Scarlet Witch, but the Scarlet Witch doesn't exist in the other universes. That might be the only other thing that could make sense. Um, so I think over the next bit of the MCU, we're going to see a fair bit of Nexus beings and incursions being quite important to the overarching story. I'm starting a petition um, that Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is a Nexus being. No one else can play him. But what's really interesting is, while Nexus beings are stupid powerful, I'd argue like a couple of the more powerful characters in Marvel aren't Nexus beings. Okay. Namely, Kang and Franklin Richards. Hmm. So Kang is like the great, 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 great grandson of Reed Richards. I want to I, say. I don't know. It's a lot of great. So I've lost yeah, count. yeah. He, so Kang's originally from like the thirty-first century. Mm -hmm. Um, Nathaniel Richards, and then you've got Franklin, who is Reed and Sue's direct son. Okay. Franklin is so OP that when he was growing up around the Fantastic Four and the X Men, he he liked the X Men so much, his powers subconsciously gave him the X gene so that on tests it looked like he was a mutant. What Chad? He wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't actually a mutant. It was just he had such powerful reality warping abilities he made himself seem like an X-Men subconsciously. So, um, so what you're saying is he was faking it till he made it? Yeah, literally. Yeah, he just wanted to be part of the gang. Um... So, like, if Franklin Richards would have turned up when Wanda was fucking up his dad, he would have, like, clapped Wanda. Easy, light work. She wouldn't have even had a chance. So what you're saying is it's his fault his dad died? Yes, 100%. <laughs> um, Franklin Richards was the most dangerous being in his timeline from about the age of five years old. Um, he was creating universes in his bedroom at the age of five. Such an unnecessary flex. <laughs> he is such a giga chat, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, and then you've got Kang, who's like insanely intelligent in the 31st century, who worked out time travel, and he has all of these fucking variants across all of the multiverses who were like identical and they all do the exact same thing. So then there's always another Kang ready to fuck up your day. Um so I'm curious to see what they do with Nexus beings and if they is, make them truly one of one. Is the Watcher a Nexus being then? No. Oh. I told you, didn't yeah. <laughs> The Watcher is a race of alien like that's outside the universe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nexus beings are within universes. Yeah. I get you. Um, but I, I do get why you think that, but it's, it's weird. Um... But there's multiple watches. So wait, does that mean there's a multiverse of 
for the watchers where don't even. Don't even. <laughs> a, no, a, a watcher in another multiverse has their own collection of worlds that they watch. Do, do you know what you need to just imagine the, the levels of the universe as? The scene at the end of Men in Black. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where they like, they're like, we've seen like earlier in the film the locker that has the oh yeah and then they've and then got their the own locker within closes that. on our world and then it zooms out and they're inside this big massive universe and that universe is inside a marble and that marble's inside a bag of other marbles um, of all other universes. rick and morty did it didn't they yeah they did something similar as well um it's just there's layers to this shit assume you're insignificant until told otherwise <laughs> I don't want to do that on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna sit and stare at my fucking wall after this guy. What is everything? <laughs> so the thing is, for me, right? That, that everything you just said in the last ten minutes is so nerdy, right? So a, as a casual, and I feel like a lot of people that go. So like when I went to see Doctor Strange last week or the week before, a lot of people aren't massive Marvel fans. Like, they were people leaving before the credits. They were just... It's a new movie out there going to see it. I feel like probably at least 50%, probably way more, won't have a scooby what incursions on Nexus beings are. And I feel like if you if you know, you know, but if you don't, they don't do a very good job of sort of explaining it. That's why, like, if you go back and look at other things they've adapted, they tend to do it as, like, a simplified version. Um, and it makes sense they do it that way but it, it's tricky because some of their best stories revolve around really complex shit so it's like okay do we just not bother doing the story or do we half ass the story and end up with like the two X-Men films that tried to do the Dark Phoenix story and did it horrifically because they didn't take the time to explain it or do we do a simpler version of it where comic book fans are going to be like, oh, they missed some really cool bits, but everyone kind of gets the idea. Of what's you need going to find on. the perfect middle ground, don't you? Yeah. I think they've done a decent enough explaining to people in Doctor Strange. Incursion, bad, big boom, everyone dies. Yeah, I think. Um, <laughs> all you really people, need to know. People get their head around incursions just by going off of like that world that Doctor Strange went to where everything was just fucked up. And they'll go, yeah, exactly. oh, this world's like a complete jumble and a mess. It must in probably was an incursion or something, whatever one of them is. They'll probably never mention Nexus beings other than like maybe like a hint drop for the nerd fans. That like well, someone I mean, yeah. will make some reference that America Chavez is, oh, she's a Nexus being. Yeah, um, I mean, we've already heard the word Nexus used in Loki because obviously it was a Nexus yeah. event. Um, and that's the thing, it's like this this moment on the timeline that shouldn't exist. That's what Nexus being is. They're a fucking paradox. Um, but yeah, I mean, you don't need to explicitly say what a Nexus being is. Um, you just need to understand there are certain people. That they're and, a one of one Yeah, and Marvel just need to find a way of making it very clear for p people watching it to group them. Because like, yeah, we know America is definitely a Nexus. Being. it'd make no sense for her not to be um find a way to give like them all a similar quality that everyone can go oh they have that in common i can easily in my mind group them together and go sweet they're all they're a team they're the nexuses <laughs> i think the way they're going to do it is to just do it the same way as they did with america chavez where they're like yeah. 
can't find another one of you. Yeah, doesn't I don't know. And he'll go, Oh, she's like America Chavez. Or he's like America Chavez. Like Do you um, wanna hear a um heartbreaking thing people have realized though? Oh no. Yeah. Go for it. So it was explained to us in Doctor Strange that dreams are just you seeing other realities' lives. Mm Mm-hmm. What about all the dreams Bucky had of still being the Winter Soldier? Well, that's the Winter Soldier <laughs> in another world. Mm-hmm. Still being the Winter Soldier. Which means he never got saved by Steve. Pain. <laughs> Pain. Pain. <laughs> it's so confusing and depressing at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hadn't um... actually thought about that. Have we seen anybody <laughs> like anyone else's dreams? Or uh, mention their dreams. Only PTSD style dreams. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I was about to say. That's going to be something they're going to play with, isn't it? It's either going to be something they play with, or they just fob it off as, oh, there's a universe where just everyone's worst possible moment keeps happening <laughs> in an infinite loop. And that's just like, hey, this universe is for you PTSD peeps. <laughs> in in before 4 has a dream about Loki at the TVA, and he's very confused. <laughs> oh, just... Stop it. He's just like, um, why was what the fuck was Loki wearing? Yeah, why is he in a TBA on? outfit? Whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. that is. <laughs> what is my Donny rocking? Um, have you seen that Loki season two is supposed to start filming soon? I had not. Yeah, it is. Nice. No, I throw something controversial out there. Oh. So this was going to be one of my Loki. later questions, but I was going to ask, what is your least favorite and most favorite Marvel series so far? I was going to say, on that point, Loki has been my least favourite. Which I feel like is a very unpopular opinion. Do you know what? That question is so fucking difficult for me for a very weird reason. All of the shows have completely different styles to them. Completely different stories to them. So although, yes, they're all superhero shows, it feels like comparing apples to glasses. (laughs) I, I, I was thinking, where's he going to go with that one? Glasses was not what I was expecting. <laughs> well, apples to oranges make no sense. They're both fruit. You can bear them. <laughs> oh, that was just... Yeah, I'm... I don't know which... Because I'm the same. Like I loved them all for each one for different reasons. As just a viewing pleasure, which one did you not enjoy as much as the others? There you go. As... Viewing pleasure, I'd probably put Falcon and the Winter Soldier at the bottom. Okay. I think that's my second from bottom in my spreadsheet. So I'd say the ones I was most excited, the one I was least excited while watching was probably Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But rewatchability is probably right near the top. I haven't rewatched it. I like it because it. Of the subjects and topics it touches on really well and the way that they have progressed both those characters and used it to progress both those characters to their next like chapter. Um but out of all of the shows it's probably like at least enjoyable to watch. That's fair. Um, I'm gonna have my favourite rant ever again because there's someone new here who's gonna be forced to listen to it. Which what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on them 
the finales of the Disney Plus series not being good enough? Um, some of them I may agree. I've, so Loki's my least favorite simply because I was so fucking confused. I didn't know what was going on. Right. <laughs> but think of the like my favorite was One Division, and the finale of that was unbelievable. I disagree. Okay, well you're a melt, but that's not the point. So, but Hawkeye, from like from memory, I enjoyed the ending of that. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it was nothing special, but it weren't awful. Uh, I think people are expecting too much. So I agree with you, but I think it's Marvel's fault that people are expecting too much. So hear me out. Other than One Division, every other season has been six episodes, and up until Moon Knight where I thought they'd finally fix the problem, we get, like, five episodes of them, like, ooh, who's the real bad guy? Ooh. Even though everyone works out on the internet after week two. <laughs> and then, in the last episode, they try and cram in the explaining the bad guy, fighting the bad guy, beating the bad guy, as well as finishing off the character's arc for the series. Which I don't like. Because... The villains in comic book films and series make or break the story a lot of the time. So when you're getting a character like Wilson Fiskin for Hawkeye and giving him like five minutes of screen time at the end of one episode, it doesn't really do anything. See, for me, that made me excited to see more. I get that, I do. But I'm a casual, so obviously it's different. I watch everything, I really enjoyed that. So, like WandaVision, I loved it. And the finale, I watched it and it was chaos. There was so much going on. It was sad. It was happy. So many emotions. I finished it. I thought that was unreal. Whereas obviously you was delving way more into it than me. So, But do you not think, bearing in mind how slow burning the first five episodes of WandaVision are, for that last episode to be balls to the wall constant, everything's happening right now? Do you not think that throws off the pacing of the series a little bit? Technically, yes, but I loved it anyway. <laughs> I get that. And don't get me wrong, I didn't hate the finale. They're very watchable. I just find myself going, I'd rather you gave yourself three more episodes up to the pace slightly earlier on and then give yourself like an ep- the second to last episode of getting to know the villain and then the last episode you can have just like as wrapping everything up. So that it doesn't feel so rushed and so that people don't feel like they've missed things or that they've happened too quickly. I... And honestly, more more weeks to watch shows. Like, I do feel some in some of them it's felt like they've had a lot to fill into the last episode, especially happened with Moon Knight. But Mm. I honestly, like, I know, yes, obviously I'm all for more episodes because that's more show, but I'd be quite happy if they just gave the finale like was always over an hour just like yeah, just make the finale longer like, i just don't want it to feel so crammed because i feel like they lose out on really good opportunities and when everyone has clearly worked so hard on these shows i feel like everyone involved's kind of been robbed of a little bit of like wow factor um but maybe that's just me i'm, I'm always curious to get people's opinions on that because that's my biggest concern with the marvel shows at the moment Josh is too easy going. Yeah, literally, yeah. like, but I've got a, like a handful of mates that watch it. One of them's like a nerd; he watches the comics and all sorts. And... Watches the comics. Wow, that's <laughs> impressive. 
watches those <laughs> moving comics on the little like box. Tell me that would be dope. But he's he's yeah, called an animated series dog, <laughs> and we we all love the series pretty much. We like we're not very as critical as you. We pretty much have loved all of them so far. Uh, so yeah, as a casual viewer. The series have been great. I'm still my mum and dad haven't started any of them. They love the films. They've not started any of the things. And my mum wanted to see the new Doctor Strange. But I was like, nope, you've not seen WandaVision. You are not starting it yet. Um, did you watch What If? I did. I really enjoyed it. There was a couple of episodes where I definitely didn't enjoy as much as others, but on the whole I enjoyed it. I really liked What If and I wanted to I think see What If was great. I think one slight issue What If had was some of the episodes, because of the length, like they're trying to fit a whole story arc idea into one episode, is some of the reasoning was a bit like, mm, it's a bit of a cop out. It, it was a little bit, just don't question it, keep watching. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's all pacing issue. The only issue I have with Marvel TV at the moment is pacing. Make every that, episode an hour instead it. of 40 minutes. Yeah, other other than pacing, they are literally smashing it out of the park, and I think that's what's actually winding me up so much more, because I noticed the pacing more. It's so close more. to smashing it. Yeah, it's like you know how like getting like a ninety nine on a test or like being one off your high score in a game hurts I mean. more well, than like... being nowhere near it, because you're like, oh, I'm so close. It's it's what it feels. Like. I you, still you were so close to being perfect. Stunned by my reasoning is Disney's in like it's second year disney plus mm-hmm. um they obviously had a set thing of they wanted this these are the shows they wanted releasing but they don't want them to overlap yet so things have been very limited on the how much time they can have and then i reckon in the next two to three years they'll have a lot more freedom over i like, think because i think because lucasfilm is like spinning up with the um the uh the Star Wars stuff, I think because that's going to be impossible to get all the Marvel stuff and Star Wars stuff, let alone anything else in without it overlapping, they're going to relax a little bit more and go, okay, there's always going to be something new, so let's just do it right instead of making sure we've always got something on. Yeah, right. another point I want to throw out is going back to the whole side of the casual. I feel like they're trying to get as much they want to encourage everyone to watch it and 40 to 45 minute episodes are much mm. more appealing to people who may not not necessarily have given it a chance than like an hour an hour and 20 minute episodes so although that. although we would have loved them mm. they're trying to encourage more people to get involved don't they and that's why i'd rather them go to nine 45 minute episodes than just make all the episodes an hour or just over an hour makes sense because also it gives more time for the internet to get hyped as fuck about it and it, it, it means more time on Twitter trending for Marvel projects. More time for everyone to go, oh, Marvel know how to do it. It's not DC, which is, of course, what Marvel want. It means they always have something out there. Because if it's nine weeks, they can go film nine uh, TV show, maybe three or four weeks without anything, TV show film. And all of, all of a sudden, you've watched four brand new Marvel things in the span of three months, and you're not like... Meanwhile, DC hasn't even figured out what they're doing with Aquaman okay. 2. They're just Tyler and they DC. Let's <laughs> it breaks my heart so much, because I'm of the opinion that the that DC has the better catalogue of stories to tell, 
but they just cannot fucking work it out, and it's breaking my heart. They're just... They have no direction. That's their issue. Yeah. They need to hire me. Let me be their <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> I've said it before, I don't care if it makes me sound like an egotistical twat. Give me five years and enough money to do it properly, and I'll make you ten billion. You have said that a lot to be fair. I, I stand by. <laughs> the amount of times I've read that in the Discord. Yeah, I. I, I mean, you're confident. You've got ideas. I, I know it. And plus, if, if they actually hired me to do that, I'd literally just be able to spend all my time for a year easily just reading catalogs and catalogs and working out what fans want. So I wouldn't just like, oh, I know it all already, but I'd have the time there to go. Okay, what do people want? What have we got? Let's do it. As long um, as I have some job. I, I, I just make myself Stanley at the same time and just have a little cameo. It'd be great. Uh, yes, that's what I was about to say. Just stick me in a film here and there, mate. Do it. I, mate, I would love. I wish there was like... Because I live like right by um, Leesden Studio. I literally spit and I could hit Leesden Studio. <laughs> um, I wish they, they had just like a form you could fill in where you're like, oh, I am willing to be an extra for any productions that are being done there. And then just once in a blue moon, just get a phone call going, hey, Connor, they need an extra of you about this date. And I'd be like, yeah, sweet. I'll we need another Nexus like being, and you just turn off on the day. <laughs> <laughs> Causing incursions left, right, and centre. Just, just just use my extra career to uh, boost the podcast and just dub any film I'm an extra in as part of the Connor Cinematic Universe. Don't worry, if Connor gets hired by DC and suddenly becomes very biased against MCU, I'll call him out on it. <laughs> <laughs> Low-key, low though, if I was to get a job like that, not that I ever fucking would because I don't have the right connections, this podcast would probably have to die because how the fuck <laughs> do I sit here and go, Give him hmm, shit. yes, it'll be interesting to see what DC are doing in the coming weeks when well, no, I just had a podcast, about it an hour ago. Our podcast will <laughs> change to it'll be hour, an hour each week of me trying to pry anything I can out of you <laughs> for information. Trying to get you to slip up so I can link it to the world. Or I just, um, or we just officially formed cutscene convos as under the cutscene productions umbrella, and I just get DC to fucking buy us. Invest. Yeah. We'll work it out, it's fine. <laughs> in, this, um, in this multiverse, that is. In this talking incursion, of, yeah. <laughs> talking of DC's consistent fucking issues. There we go. Um, so we've got the Amber Heard done. Johnny Depp trial. We're not going to get into the actual trial itself. Me and Hori have said this isn't the place for that kind of stuff. But there was one thing she said on the stand which I found quite interesting and it does pertain to superhero shit. Um, as we know, she plays Mira in the DCEU. There have been calls for her to not be in Aquaman 2. As me and Hori have said, we're probably not going to see it. She's 5 still million in it. votes. Um, is it up to 5 million now? Something like that. There's a petition with like 5 million signatures for her to be cut out of the film. While on the stand in the case, she said that they were in the middle of renewing her contract when this all started to get a lot of public momentum. And now she's actually out of contract. She had to fight to stay in Aquaman as it is. And she doesn't actually know if she's going to be in the final cut. She's cut so out she She's not even she's confident gone. she's in the final cut. There's been rumours over the last couple of months that she's only got 10 minutes of screen time. I've got a feeling, like me and Hori thought when they announced that they delayed Aquaman even further, was 
they're building themselves in time to see the outcome of this court case. If Johnny Depp wins, I think they are going to re-edit the film again or finish editing the version they're probably already editing just in case that doesn't have her in it and just get rid of her. I don't think they're even waiting for the outcome at this point. I think they are filming any parts that they need to... They still need that have unfortunately have her in it, so they have to redo to get rid of her. And then they're also filming any extra things to fill up that ten minutes that they now need to fill. I think they'll um, know the backlash if they keep her in, yeah. and it's there's, just not worth I mean, it. it. You say that there's it. been backlash of her being in it for like three years now, and they've always said yeah, no, we're it's... not getting rid of her. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see though. Yeah, she's definitely I mean, heightened up now. Yeah, it is really interesting. At least to me, and I got, again, maybe I see different parts of the internet because you will, everyone interacts with different parts of the internet. It seems like Marvel actors are only ever in the press for, oh, look at this nice story of them curing a child's cancer somehow. There's been the and odd you, controversial thing. And then you've got DC, which is Amber Heard on trial for abusing Johnny Depp and Ezra Miller terrorizing, terrorizing the state Hawaii. Of Hawaii. <laughs> Absolutely, on a bender day, every Ezra weekend. Miller is trending, and I just click on. I'm like, oh god, what's he done now? Well, um, we also so still don't know if done now. the flash, like Flashpoint, got delayed. But we're still in the. There's still that issue of that we've talked about in the past that if Flashpoint does what everyone thinks it's going to do, which is like resets the DC thing, and Aquaman comes out after, Aquaman becomes fucking pointless anyway. So, uh, so DC is in the fucking DC is a mess. I've just realised, Josh, do you understand the concept of Flashpoint? I don't mean nope. that to sound condescending. No, I, I don't have a Scooby, mate. Okay, so Flashpoint is a comic book story where the Flash travels back in time, fucks with the timeline, and then when he comes back, everything's completely fucking different. Okay. But it's kind of like a pocket universe. And what they did in the comics was they used that to reset a bunch of stuff. Like a soft reset. Okay. DC went, we've really fucked our films here. Let's do a Flashpoint film to do a soft reset. And then we can try and not be shit. But Aquaman is coming out after the Flashpoint well, film. Well, Aquaman originally was coming out first. Then it got delayed and it was going to be coming out after. So then everyone was like, well, if Flashpoint resets, doesn't that just make Aquaman too pointless? Because <laughs> it then just means nothing. So um, DC's in the yeah, mud. it's a bit of a mess. And, and like I said, it's a shame. I love The Flash. The Flash is absolutely my favourite character, but it's just, it's all gone to pot. You've got the TV show. The TV show, I shit a long time ago. Um, Told you, mate, DC is absolutely toilet. Rough. It's so, so rough. That's it. We need to make our own comic book, Corey. Um, sure. Yeah. On top of all the other stuff you got to do. Cutscene comics, and then we'll create cutscene productions to turn it into films. We'll just turn everyone in our group into characters. I'm, oh, I'm mate, so, I'm so down. down. I'm so down. So fucking down to spend hours building lore around everyone. I'm trying to figure what my ability would be. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, well, okay, I do so know. Fun. I'm not saying it here. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um... I can tell by your face it was something sus as fuck that you were like, I'm not saying that. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, talking of sus superheroes, are you aware of a supervillain called Codpiece? Who? 
super villain who got made fun of having a small penis and then built a cannon like jock strap um and he went around terrorizing new york shooting shit they have made one about me already so <laughs> when you make your own comment you can leave me out and just include this geezer <laughs> um okay i think i think it's about time for the superhero showdown <laughs> <laughs> um so josh we do our superhero showdown every week and we have a bracket at the minute, because we're deciding... Which you know, because you've clearly been following along every yeah. week. Josh, Josh <laughs> has definitely been following. Um, so this week we have Doctor Doom versus Magneto. Not not the hip-hop artist. Um, here are the rules for the Super Showdown. But there's rules? <laughs> there yeah. is. It takes place in a neutral environment. Okay. There is no preparation time. <laughs> The characters do not have anything that they wouldn't normally have on them. So just because they use it once doesn't mean they always have it. And the characters are bloodlusted, which means they don't give a fuck about any kind of moral compass they have. They are just here to kill the other person. Decent. Awesome. Very simple. Hori, would you like to go first? Um, Sure. The way you said that was just waiting for you to go, um, pass. <laughs> so, I refreshed myself on Doctor Doom's powers. Because Magneto's mm-hmm. straightforward as fuck. It's, he controls metal. Um, oh. Well, oh, and he can do, like, EMP shit, can't he? Yeah, he, he controls electromagnetic forces. For some reason, it's writers metal. of the X-Men are always like, this is how we'll show it. And then six years later, they're like, oh, but that's not actually their power. That's just how it appears. It's so unnecessary. Yes. They put Magnet in the name, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same thing. He, 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 he does just fuck with metal, but they keep on deciding it has to be more complicated. Um, But then Delta Doom can do fucking loads of weird shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like yes he has a metal mask. Cool, Magneto's gonna rip it off. Um I still think Dr. Doom w- wins. He could just summon fucking demons and shit. So here's the issue with Doctor Doom. The fucking doesn't really have a consistent power set. He's always finding new mystical artifacts and gaining abilities and stealing abilities and developing new technology so at any given time he's like a multiversal level threat down to like a street level threat and it's so difficult and yeah because we say a neutral environment and like when we picture the neutral environment we kind of picture them just in this white nothingness yeah exactly there's no metal mate yeah i don't i don't really think magneto has anything to work with other than the metal on Doctor Doom's body. Yeah. And depending on like Hasn't he got a metal arm as well? Uh it's like a uh, metal armor. It... Yeah, so he could rip some armor off and he can rip his mask off, which probably is gonna hurt, but I mean Doctor Doom can do all sorts of shit. So Magneto's sus, if anything, because he's just gonna strip Doctor <laughs> Doom down to his bare naked body and get so um Doctor Doom is very well versed in magic. Mm. I think. You... So the last few weeks have boiled down to 
Like, off. Yeah, it's yeah. intense. So intense. <laughs> Boil down to who can take more punishment and not die. Yeah. These guys don't have particularly special in, like endurance. We've got a 90-year-old Holocaust survivor and a man who's so brittle he's encased himself in armor 24-7. Can't he do some sort of healing, though, Dr. Doom? Uh, or is that one of his artifacts? I can't remember. He, 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 he does whatever the fuck he wants, honestly. <laughs> he, Dr. Doom is this Drops guy mad where, beats. where writers have this ability to just go, he can do this now, but only for this story, and everyone goes, okay, cool, no worries. He is very intelligent, though. I can't vote against Doctor Doom in good conscience. Yeah. I think it'll be close. It's definitely close. I think it's the closest fight we've had so far. I feel like you say that every week. Yeah, <laughs> because Hollywood is so good at our job, we make it a nah, nice time. Nah, yeah, you've seeded week. them so perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll ignore <laughs> what we've got coming next week. Well, I mean, you, you'll probably announce it at the end of the episode, anyway. Yeah, well. <laughs> Like Hori, like you said, from what I know, MF Doom took inspiration from Doctor Doom. So if that doesn't give him extra brownie points to win this fight, I don't know what will to be honest. But now, Doctor Doom is absolutely wife of the floor. I had said a minute ago that it would be close, and it will be. But I've... I just think Doctor Doom. Uh, I'm giving it to just Dr. look at Doom, him. He just looks OP as 10. shit. He is always yoked. And I, don't I think imagine. even if you like averaged out. Doctor Doom's potential. Say you just gave him like he's at an average point with what artifacts and shit he has. It's gonna be enough to beat Magneto. I think so, yeah. So, so I didn't know a lot about Magneto. I knew I knew of Doctor Doom, and looking into it, obviously he sounds OP as shit. But like you say, it's a new. What was your wording? It was like a neutral environment. Yeah, it's neutral. It's like we just kind of think of it as like so, like a Smash Bros. Like arena yeah. there's yeah. nothing there right if there's no metal he's kind of yeah. chalked isn't he yeah if he's it was just, just happening in, in like if it was like a city like say new yeah. york city yeah he just pulls a building down on top of yeah literally yeah to be honest his only weapon is essentially ripping off dr doom's mask and launching it back at him and hoping that but, kills him <laughs> yeah i guess the question is can magneto rip off his mask force it into the shape of something that will pierce through his skull I mean, and launch sharp. it back at him but without Doctor Doom dodging it before Doctor mm. Doom can do anything to him probably not and that is why I think Doctor Doom takes it up all in favour I think I think we all agree it's a fucking close fight but I think Doom takes it so who have we got next week next <laughs> Next week is the Abomination versus Green Goblin. Oh, but I'm going to chip in because I'm not here next week. Green Goblin's a melt. He's going to get back. That 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 right there is a very interesting take. I like it. We'll we'll definitely quote you next week. Yes, do it, mate. And you'll definitely listen in to know that it's been said, won't you? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I'll find the result. <laughs> um, I think that's about it from us. Does anyone have anything else they need to say? I have an additional question because I want to call out Luke. Oh, so Luke's episode, he made a point, and I wanted to bring it up today because I am repping 
the shirt, which included all three Spider-Men, Luke said that Tobey Maguire was the best. He's got a fucking quote written down there. Right, so no, 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 no. So Luke, <laughs> Luke said Tobey Maguire was the best. You've probably mentioned this multiple times before. Who is your favourite out of the three? Harry, do you want to go first? Or you'll take less time than me. I'm assuming you've probably mentioned it, but just for my... Because me and my family, me and mates, I see it on Twitter all the time. Everyone's arguing about it. It's... And it's hard, isn't it? The child in me very much enjoyed The Amazing Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield. But I really do enjoy Tom Holland. So I probably would put Tom Holland as my favourite. That's fair. Tobey Maguire was very good in Spider-Man 1 and 2 when he had a phenomenal script behind him. And was not very good in Spider-Man 3 when he had a weaker script. Andrew Garfield still put in amazing performances in two films with giant scripts. But I don't think either of them are really that close to Tom Holland. I do think Tom Holland's been gifted the ability to do it at a time with more eyes. Oh, definitely. More money. Um, If I got to choose one in like my perfect setup, I'd probably go Andrew Garfield. But I think Tom Holland has done the best with his situation. Um, solid answers. I'll write that. But I, I'm really curious to see how Tom Holland does in the college trilogy where we get more grounded Spider-Man stories because that's where we're really going to see how good a Spider-Man he is. He'll be amazing. I think so. I'll rate it. Yeah, so get yeah. fucked, Luke. <laughs> yeah so basically luke you're wrong because I, I am team andrew garfield so luke mate you've had a mare I, I, it's just, so to me i think toby mcguire's the best peter parker i think tom holland's the best spider-man but i think andrew garfield's the best all-rounder and the amazing spider-man is just goaded in it really so do you want to know do you want to know where it all comes from oh, toby mcguire for a lot of people is everyone's first or it's just this People thrive off the yeah. nostalgia. Thrive it's off it. That's why Luke's got it all wrong. It's a first memory. But also, I think a big thing is people are a fuck ton less critical of superhero films in the early 2000s oh, than they are now. So, they got... Could you imagine if fucking the MCU would have rocked up with Spider-Man having organic web shooters? That would have been great. People <laughs> would have lost their fucking mind. Imagine the um, VFX on that. Um... But they got away with it in the 2000s because no one really gave a fuck. Yeah. It's, it's whichever one you grew up with. No, because we grew up with all three. It's, yeah. Especially I, you, I, Harry. Oh, you're the oldest one here and your favourite is the most recent. So Harry watched the original Spider-Man with a fucking beer in his hand. The yeah. <laughs> I wish. Probably more a shandy than a beer at that age. Shandy. Well, you're in Northern, so I assumed you'd be drinking a little bit earlier. <laughs> okay. You don't, you don't know me. To the north. Not wrong, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's about it from us. Thank mm. you for coming and hanging out with us, Josh. I hope no, thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Josh. I've had a great um, time. Go follow Josh on Twitter. I'm not going to tell you what his Twitter is. Go find it. I don't even know, but at Crumb Season on Twitch <laughs> and TikTok is. <laughs> He's got, he had it ready. Um, yeah, go, 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 go. So show Josh some love or hate for his horrific takes. He's That's all right, Valorant. Please don't. Please don't. Um, but 
that I think is about it from us and we'll catch you all next week. See you next week. See you later.